I cannot believe it, but summer is already drawing to a close. Where did it go? Oh my goodness. Well, if you're like most moms right now, I bet you are getting a big burst of that back to school motivation and you just cannot wait to get back into a routine and just start prioritizing your workouts and your eating habits again, which is awesome. But before you jump in, you need this conversation today. I would just hate for you to make all the same mistakes that most moms make when starting back up. Because if you do, you are going to crash and burn and have a horrible experience, okay? It's just not fun. And I have witnessed all of these mistakes more times than I can count. And in the wake of these attempts are women that are so discouraged and frustrated and just right back where they started. And I do not want you to feel that way, okay? So if you are committed to getting back on track to create lasting results and you have a desire to be wise and strategic this time, then this episode is for you. Welcome to the Strong Mamas Podcast, where we're talking about our fitness and food choices as moms in real life and in light of our faith as Christ followers. I'm your host, Megan Dahlman, and together we'll be exploring what it means to be a healthy, strong mama in the middle of a culture that's obsessed with vanity. This podcast is all about helping and equipping you to take better care of yourself and the ones you love. Hey friend, welcome back to the Strong Mamas podcast. I have a treat for you today. We have a special guest on the show that has not been here for way too long. Welcome back, Scott. Hi, guys. (laughs) I thought you forgot about me. (laughs) Where have you been? What have you been up to all summer? I don't know. I just felt like your podcasts were getting bad ratings with me on it, so you just went and cut me out for a while. Oh my goodness. No, you had a busy summer, and I say you as in we because we've been doing everything together. (laughs) Hosting people, playing on the water, enjoying the sunshine. It's been great, especially when the smoke isn't around. Oh my gosh. It's been smoky out here in the Northwest. It's brutal. But what was the most exciting thing that you did this summer? What do you think? Well, we got a boat. Yeah, that was fun. That's been really fun to take the family out on. Mm-hmm. I'd say my most exciting thing was when I almost got trembled by a bear. Yeah, I have a little different <laughs> view of that because I was standing there watching a bear head towards my wife and son, and I did not find that as exciting. Yeah, that was our Glacier National Park experience was seeing a bear and being the dumb tourist like, ooh, I need to get closer and take a video. Wait Let a second. Let me get a selfie with this guy. He's coming way too close. <laughs> All right. Well, summer was a blast. We had a good time. And hopefully, as you're listening to this, too, you had an awesome summer as well. But almost there's almost always something that happens towards the end of a season, especially summer. And I call it season fatigue. Like you're just kind of ready for the next season to start. You've kind of one season has worn out its welcome and you're ready to just flip the page and begin a new one. But then things switch and you get this giant burst of motivation at the beginning of a season. And I think this is great. I don't think this is a bad thing. I think it's this natural ebb and flow of our motivation levels throughout the year. And it's totally normal. And the end of August and the beginning of September is when I've witnessed this the most, especially because going into the fall, probably more than any other time of the year, we're stepping back into routine. Like you see a lot of people starting up fitness and nutrition programs in January, but what most people don't realize is 
probably the majority of programs are actually begun in September, especially for people with kids. Yeah, I was going to say for parents, it kind of feels like the beginning of the year because the beginning of the school year, Yeah, at least for me, even more than January 1st, it feels like as soon as the boys go back to school, that's the start of our year. Right. And so it's pretty natural for everybody to be like, okay, this is it. I'm coming off summer, which was just haphazard and kind of mayhem. I'm not feeling very healthy right now. It was three months of just eat whatever, do whatever. And now I'm just, I'm ready to step back into a routine. And so that's pretty natural. However, with this burst of motivation, we get a lot of women just jumping headfirst into routines or programs, and they're just not, they're not fully prepared. So they end up making a lot of mistakes. And as you're listening to this, you're probably like, yeah, I can think back to the last few Septembers. And, you know, last year might have been a little weird because everything was weird, but it's pretty normal to just jump right back into a routine and end up making some mistakes along the way, which inevitably leads to frustration. And I don't want you to be frustrated this season. I want you to be successful. So on today's episode, we are talking about the biggest mistakes that people make when they dive in, when they commit to taking charge of their health and begin a fitness or nutrition program. Okay, this is so important because if you make these same mistakes that we're going to talk about today, you're going to crash and burn and just have a horrible experience. So try to listen with an open heart and open mind and don't think, well, I'm the exception. I can make it work if I do it this way. Just just trust us that I've seen this happen over and over again, and I don't want you to make these same mistakes. So I'm going to teach you how you can avoid these mistakes and just do it better this time so that you're actually successful. All right? Do it better. Do it better. Always better. You know, it's not, we don't have to do things perfectly, but as long as you do them better, we're moving in the right direction, right? Okay, so we're going to kind of break this down into three three main categories because um, I, I like to come at our fitness, our nutrition, our health, always from these three angles and It's mindset, so the way we think about our fitness and our nutrition, and then, of course, specifically the exercise piece and then the nutrition piece. So let's start with that mindset piece. So the biggest mindset mistakes that we make, what's the first one that we inevitably make, Scott, when it comes to our mindset? Well, it's definitely playing the comparison game. Yeah. You know, just looking around us, even looking back at ourselves and what we were able to do, but comparing where we are now to somebody else or some other time in our own lives. Yeah. And I think as other people are starting and and grabbing new routines and getting involved with new diets, it's easy to look around and be like, oh, well, they're going to do that. Maybe I should try that thing with them. Um, You might even be invited to do something with someone else. And you start to compare what you're picturing your journey looking like compared to someone else's. And then, like you said, what your previous journeys have looked like in the past. And maybe you used to do something or you used to have a certain experience. And so you're stepping into a new routine this fall and you're hoping it's going to go the same way. Yeah, and I think it's especially difficult over summer where many times our lives look different. Mm -hmm. They're more chaotic. You've got the kids at home. You're taking trips. You've kind of fallen out of a routine. And I know even for me, it's easy to want to go, well, I was working out three or four times a week. Uh, 
lifting heavy, doing different things. Right. Why can't I just pick up right there exactly. when really over the summer I've been more in maintenance mode where yep. it's making sure I'm staying active, but not to the level I was doing before. So to hop back into that would be a huge mistake. Completely. And that's why this is the first big mistake that we make is that comparison. So the solution to this comparison game is focus on who you are right now in this moment and think through what's going to be the wisest approach for you in this season of life. Like weigh everything that you have going on in your plate, like all the responsibilities and tasks, like maybe like you said, when you were working out in the past three days a week, um, you know, maybe the kids were at home and you weren't having to taxi them everywhere and you had a little bit more free time because you weren't getting in the car going places. So consider all the different things that are going on right now and do the wisest and most realistic thing for you right now. And don't look around at other people and see what they're doing and try to copy what they're doing either. So that's the first big mistake we make with our mindset. What's the second big mindset mistake that most people make, Scott? Well, this one makes me chuckle because I have been prone to this myself in the past. <laughs> I think we all have. I don't think this is exclusive to And anybody. that's the change all the things at once attitude. Right. It's I've been disjointed. I had different things going on. So I'm going to start today and I'm going to do all the things immediately as hard as I can. Oh, for sure. And people always come to me later and they're like, how can I fight the all or nothing mindset? I always have this tendency to go all in and then I'm all off. And it stems from this attitude of, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do all the things. Like if I'm going to, if I'm going to get healthy, if I'm going to, if I'm going to get my routine back together, I am going to do a clean swipe on everything and start fresh and change all the things. And because you're noticing all the different ways that you're falling short, like, man, my nutrition, I'm making all of these mistakes. Look at all of these things that need to get fixed and all the workout things like I need to work out every single day. So we just have this idea like, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do everything. I got to be all in. I'm going to be all in. So the solution to this mistake, because it's a really big one, and I guarantee every single person listening right now has made this mistake at one time or another. So the solution is taking the J-O-T or the JOT attitude, <laughs> which is the just one thing attitude. Let this be your mantra. You might have to say it to yourself multiple times a day when you catch yourself like wanting to do more things or maybe not even wanting to do anything is catch yourself and say, nope, just just one thing, just one thing. Let And then let that be your benchmark for success. At the end of the day, when you're thinking, man, I messed up again, I didn't do this, I didn't do that, look back and say, well, did I do that one thing that I said I was going to commit to doing? And you can be like, well, yeah, I did that. Well, then the day was successful and you don't get quite so discouraged. So work on just one thing at a time and aim to do that one thing to the very best of your ability. And just think about this practically. We would never go into something, if we really thought about it, expecting to change a bunch of habits at once. Right. You know how hard it is to change one behavior? I mean, think about it with your kids. It would be like dumping an entire math book on them the first day and expecting them to do all the things. We would never expect that from our kids and we shouldn't expect that from us to be able to change a wide variety of things at the same time. And it's just going to end up being discouraging. And I think that's a challenge with being so like 
highly educated in a way of just knowing all different aspects of fitness and nutrition more than we've ever known before where we have information overload and so we see this long list of things that we could be doing better and it gets distracting and we think that wow those are all the things that I need to be doing so much better I should just start focusing on everything and instead of that say okay clearly there's too much information here And I should just start focusing on one thing and then slowly stack some habits over time. And I call that habit stacking. It's something I build into my programs a lot because it works. It really does. If you just focus on one thing at a time, it might be slower. You might not feel those like instant, like overwhelming success stories like that happen in two days, but it's going to last you for the long haul. So that's the second mistake that we make with our mindset and is making that or having that change all the things attitude. So the solution again is having the just one thing attitude. Jot. The jot. Just one thing and let that be your mantra. All right. So those are the biggest mindset mistakes that we make. So let's get a little bit more focused in and talk about some exercise mistakes that a lot of people make when they start in on a new routine. Hey, I just wanted to interrupt you real quick and ask you a question. Do you ever struggle to exercise because you never look forward to it? And you kind of feel like whenever you start something, you end up hurting yourself somehow, but you know, you really want to have more energy and just feel healthier. If you're nodding your head saying yes, listen to what Amy just said to me. This whole program has been so great. It's been a huge blessing. I'm really glad that I signed up. I feel a lot better than I did when I started. I'm looking forward to working out. I'm not hurting myself. It seems like every time I try something or start working out again, I throw something out of place and be in a ton of pain and just worrying about my next chiropractor trip. I've been feeling stronger, like more toned and just drinking a lot of water I've noticed has given me more energy and just I just feel overall healthier. I feel better and I feel like hopeful. So cool, right? I just love that she used the word hopeful. What a great feeling. So listen, registration is open right now for Jumpstart 30, but you need to hurry because it's not open for very long. So go get signed up today, all right? Click the link in the show notes and I will see you there. What is the first fitness mistake that we make? I'm laughing at this one. Trying to do too much too soon. And the reason I'm laughing (laughs) is because I know how many times I hop right in. And if I haven't been exercising in a while, I'm like, oh, I'll just do what Megan does. And I'll do it. (laughs) And then the next day I can barely get out of bed. And then when my next workout comes around, I don't want to do it because I feel terrible because I hopped back in to where I was before summer and it's just a recipe for disaster and I chuckle because I am the poster child for this mistake. This is so common, you guys. This is not like, oh, one person does this or, you know, oh, that's your problem. I don't do that. No, everybody does this. Trying to go too hard too soon, especially if you have a history of training, which most people have done something in one way or another. And I think the best example of this is, and I, man, I see this all the time. <laughs> Probably the best example is someone who hasn't worked out in months and then they show up to an Orange Theory class. 
<laughs> and I have nothing against Orange Theory, by the way. It's just that it really appeals to a large majority of people because it's sweaty, it's intense. Maybe someone has been to the classes before and you walk out feeling like, wow, that really did something. But you get pummeled because you haven't been working out. So that's the thing with Orange Theory and these other kinds of classes like that. It's anyone can just walk in off the street and jump into what are pretty, they're pretty advanced moves. And the environment that you're in, it encourages an intensity that someone just might not be ready for. So whether it's like Orange Theory, and like I said, I have nothing against Orange Theory. It's just that those types of classes, it it fosters this, I'm going to go too hard way too soon. And we have this idea of, Okay, if I'm going to work out, it needs to look like that. And if I'm not sweaty, if I'm not breathing super hard and pummeled and laying on the floor and sore for two weeks and have an injury that I have to nurse now, well, then it's not a workout worth doing. <laughs> you okay. make it sound so appealing. Oh, well, I'm trying to make it sound not appealing so that you don't make this mistake. <laughs> okay, so the solution is to intentionally start slow. This is hard. This is having to pump the brakes because you're so motivated right now. You want to do the things, but you have to start slow for your own safety. As I was thinking about this, it was totally coming to mind how our our boys ride on a four-wheeler at their grandparents' house. And we don't stick them on like the big adult four-wheeler, especially my eight-year-old. And the four-wheeler, doesn't it have like a governor on it? Like Yeah, so grandpa has limited the throttle right. so they don't have full access to all the power. Yeah, and it's intentionally there for their own safety because they have no idea how to handle that level of intensity on the four-wheeler. So this is the same thing for you is you have to start slow and intentional and build up to it for your own safety and longevity, okay? So my suggestion as you're getting back into a routine is to just start with one or two days a week of an intentional workout session. Keep it short, keep it body weight only, like don't go get all your gigantic dumbbells out of the closet and go jump straight into that. Just start easy and then fill in those gaps with maybe some stretching or going for a walk so that you're just starting to encourage yourself to move and do something every day, but it's not this huge intense workout that you can't sustain. Okay, so we're not going to make that mistake of trying to do too much too soon. What's the other fitness mistake that we end up making? We kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but this one's pretty common too. Yeah, it's doing the same old thing again. Yeah, it's when we gravitate back to what's convenient and familiar, even if it didn't really work for us before. It'll work this time. It's going to work this time. You know, it's like reviving that gym membership and, and doing the 30 minutes on the elliptical or hopping on the treadmill or going for a run, you're like, well, actually, if I think back to that, did it actually work for me? Did I see improvements in my health and fitness? Did I get injured? <laughs> you know, so like if you really think through the thing that's convenient and familiar, is that actually the right thing to do? Maybe not. But I think we do this a lot. And I think running is probably the most common thing that we do. Well, yeah, because I think most people have had at least some experience with running. Right. And just in the back of our mind, to go get some exercise, I can always go for a run. Yeah. So you go dust off the running shoes and head back out there again because it's familiar. Mm -hmm. 
But then you get two miles into it and realize why you stopped running the first time around. You're like, the last time I ran, I did a half marathon. And why can't I do that now? And you try to push yourself too hard too soon. Once again, we're back to that comparison and all the other mistakes. So yeah, while it's important to just get yourself going and moving and something familiar might feel like the lowest barrier to entry, don't just do something just because you've done it before. Okay, so the solution here is to have the courage to try to do something different, especially if it didn't work before. It might put you slightly outside of your comfort zone to try new movements, um, to to do things a little differently. Maybe you're going to do a series of exercises in your living room instead of going for a run, instead of just sitting on the elliptical for 30 minutes. So if you trust the guidance and the coaching that you're going to get, you just might find that this new thing, this this fresh thing, ends up working even better than the thing that you were going to try before. Okay, so those are kind of our big, two big fitness mistakes that I do not want you to make is trying to do too much too soon and doing the same old thing again. So let's switch gears again and talk about nutrition mistakes. We make a lot of nutrition mistakes when we want to get healthy again. So what's our first mistake that most people make here when it comes to their eating habits. It's jumping right in and doing advanced eating strategies right off the bat. I think most people don't realize that there's beginner, intermediate, and advanced levels of eating. (laughs) This is where information overload can really treat us poorly. It, It can make it really hard on us is because we start to think that Well, if I'm going to eat healthy, it means I need to calorie count and macro count and time my meals and maybe try intermittent fasting and I need to go keto and maybe carb cycle and do a bunch of supplements. And most people don't realize that these are all extremely advanced eating strategies that should only be attempted when you've already mastered the basics and you realize that the basics aren't quite working well enough. So most people go from no eating strategies to extremely advanced eating strategies. So the solution here, of course, is to start with beginner eating strategies. And we can keep this real simple. And this is kind of that just one thing, like just focus on one thing. And that one thing could be if it's a mealtime, you eat. And if it's not a mealtime, don't eat. That habit right there can solve a lot of our eating habit issues. So when it's a mealtime, stop what you're doing and feed yourself. If it's not a mealtime, don't be munchy. Don't mindlessly eat. Don't snack your way through the day, okay? So another great, simple beginner eating habit is to eat slowly. Slow down while you're eating. Pay attention to what's going into your mouth. If you don't already do this, you have no business counting calories. Seriously, you have no business counting calories if you are not aware of how you feel when certain food enters your mouth and what it is that you're eating, okay? So you have to slow down and eat slowly. You've got to eat your pros, protein, produce at every meal, drink water, adequate water. So those are kind of the basics. If there's anything there that I mentioned that you haven't mastered yet, then you know exactly where you should start. So if you are getting ready to pull out your calorie trackers and your meal timing trackers and all of the things and try intermittent fasting again, stop, pump the brakes and don't do the advanced stuff before you've mastered 
the basics. Okay, so that's a big nutrition mistake people make. What's the next nutrition mistake, Scott, that a lot of people make? This is common. This is the classic. Restricting and cutting things out. I mean, how many times have you heard somebody say, oh, I'm getting rid of sugar, or I'm getting rid of carbs, or I'm just going to cut these things out of my diet, and that's going to make all the change in the world? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe even like entire macronutrient categories. Like I'm going to go low carb or no carb or, you you know, entire food groups. Like I'm not going to eat bread at all anymore. Like so extreme, like going way to the extreme side. And the problem with that is that it's just this restrictive mentality. And we all know what that does when you're told that you can't have something. It's the forbidden fruit. It's been since the very genesis of man and woman. (laughs) The beginning of mankind. They were told there was one thing they couldn't have and they couldn't resist it. They had to have that We still have that sin nature in us where as soon as something is unavailable, it makes you want it more. And it's hilarious sometimes. Because I'll do this sometimes with something that I don't even like that much. But I'm like, I'm not going to do that anymore. And then by like three days in, I'm like, Oh man, that sounds I want so that good so right bad now. right now. <laughs> so don't set yourself up for failure by placing all of these different food groups in this forbidden fruit category. Okay, so flip the script and do it completely differently by having a positive approach. So start by adding things in. Don't focus on the foods you shouldn't be eating or all the things you should be cutting out, restricting. Turn all of your attention on all the foods you should be eating more of. Like make a conscious effort at each meal to be like, can I add more protein on my plate? How many vegetables can I eat here? Can I add more? How can I add more here? Can I eat more fruit? Can I eat more of just this good, whole, healthy food, the whole foods? Can I eat more, drink more water? So having this more attitude is so much more positive and you're kind of playing that mind game that makes a big difference in the end. So don't set yourself up for failure by slapping this forbidden fruit label onto all of these giant food categories and trying to cut things out and restrict sugar and da 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 da. No. Instead, focus on adding things in. So those are kind of all of our big don't do's, the big mistakes that people make when they start up a routine and get going into a new um, into a new season where they want to take better care of their health and fitness. And I mean, I know you hear this and you think, well, if I don't go all in, if if I don't do the big changes and make big efforts, then I'm just not going to see any difference. Like, I don't feel like that's going to be enough for me to see forward progress. I feel like I have to do something big. But I actually recently just got a video from Hannah, one of the moms that I coach, and she was explaining to me on this video how she had always started and stopped, started and stopped, like so many different fitness and nutrition routines over the years. And it would always be this all in thing and this huge revamping of her entire lifestyle, but nothing ever stuck. She wasn't terribly unhealthy. But she really struggled to consistently prioritize her health and fitness. She was either on a program or off. But in this video, 
Hannah was so proud of herself for doing it differently this time around. And she was finally being patient. She even said to me, I can see this is now the wiser and more mature version of me. And this program has literally changed my life. (laughs) I couldn't believe it when she said that because it seems so simple. But yeah, when you do baby steps, when you don't go too hard or too fast, when you just focus on one specific thing at a time, what are you laughing about? Whenever I hear baby steps, it reminds <laughs> me of one of my favorite movies, which okay. is What About Bob? Yeah. And for those of you that haven't seen it, Bill go, Murray. You got to go watch well, it. Well, number one, go watch it. Yeah. Number two, Bill Murray has agoraphobia. So he does not want to go outside at all or right. deal with anybody. He can't deal with anything at all. And there's a psychiatrist in the movie who writes a book and it's called Baby Steps. (laughs) And Bill Murray gets this book, Bob, and he learns in one session about taking baby steps. And in the beginning of the movie, he's like, baby step to the door, baby step, open the door, (laughs) baby step out the door. And it sounds really silly, but it actually means something in the end because it really is just focusing on the immediate what's right in front of you Mm -hmm. what is the small step i can take now that leads to something so much greater well and i mean as silly as the movie is in the very end like bill murray this bob character he is finally like free he reaches the goal that he was wanting to achieve all along just because of these slow and simple baby steps of not seeing too big of a picture and just focusing on the one right thing at a time and for this client of mine hannah she even mentioned in this video she was like with this approach i'm finally building muscle that i've struggled to even build for so long i'm feeling strong i have more energy and i feel better than i have felt in a very long time just because of these baby steps so when you doubt that this slow and steady and this wise strategic approach if you doubt that it's gonna work let me just tell you it does it does so the big idea here is that I don't want you to make the same old mistakes that you make every year. You're going to have this burst of motivation at the turn of the seasons, and that's great. That's awesome. Don't discount the fact that you've you've got this motivation. Let's use it, but be wiser and more mature about it this year. Okay, take it slow. Do the better things for your mindset, for your exercise habits, for your nutrition, and you're just going to have far more success. It's going to be a much more successful experience and you'll be more likely to achieve the outcome that you actually want. Okay, so your action steps now as this episode is coming to an end, I want you to evaluate what you want this next season to look like. What do you want your health and fitness to look like going into this next season? And then try to identify any of the mistakes that you can see that you're about to make. (laughs) What am I about to do? Which cliff am I about to jump off of here? And try to stop yourself. And then here's a big call to action. I really want you to join me in the next Jumpstart 30, okay? Registration is actually going to open this Thursday on August 26th, and it's only open for one week. Okay, so we close registration on September 2nd, and we're kicking things off with the program on Labor Day. But this program is everything I just told you about. These are those daily, simple tasks that you can do. It's going to build your motivation and consistency 
and lead you to those lasting results you've been craving all along, okay? So don't forget, join me in the next Jumpstart 30. I would absolutely love to see you there. Okay, listen to this episode again if you need to. And I I really, I'm cheering you on and I want to see you do really well, okay? So until next week, be strong. Thank you.